Hello, guys, and welcome to part two of my series of what I wish I knew when I was going through the recruiting process. Today, I'm going to be talking about the labels of schools. So we're talking about those divisions. We're talking about how you should look at those labels and how you should definitely not. A couple of housekeeping things before we get started. My Get Recruited program is kicking off on April 30th. In this four-week live group coaching course, I am going to be walking you guys through a step-by-step process to approach your recruiting journey so that you understand what coaches are looking for, what they need to see, and how you need to be communicating with them in ways that are going to result in offers to go to their school. For more information or to register today, you can go to howtogetrecruited.net slash events and make sure you sign up before April 25th because if you sign up before then, you will also receive a one-on-one consultation with me when the course is done so you can get a little bit more hands-on personalized help with your recruiting process. Also, mark your calendars for May 15th if you are an athlete or the parent of an athlete who is graduating in 2025. On May 15th, I'm going to be hosting a webinar all about the June 15th contact date. For Division I and Division II schools, June 15th is the date where they can start calling you, they can start emailing you directly, and you need to be aware of how to prepare for this day, what to expect on this day, and how your recruiting strategy needs to change after this day. You can also register for that on howtogetrecruited.net slash events. Hey guys, I'm Coach Allison. I'm a former college coach and player, now a current recruiting expert and educator. I empower student athletes and their families to take control of their recruiting process. In this podcast, I will give you clarity on what steps to take in your journey. And we'll also hear from current and former college coaches and players so you can learn firsthand from people who have gone through it themselves. With education on the process and a recruiting plan in place, you can help make your athletes' dreams of playing in college a reality. Let's talk about how to get recruited. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the How to Get Recruited podcast. It's Coach Allison. I'm coming at you today in the second part of my series of what I wish I knew when I was going through the recruiting process. And what I want to talk about today is maybe one of the most prevalent issues I come across with my athletes or any athletes who reach out to me to ask questions about the recruiting process, and that is caring too much about the division of the school. And let me just preface this entire episode by saying this. I love my alma mater. I am so glad that I went to BC. It is the most amazing school with the most amazing people I have ever met in my life. I would not change a moment of my time there. 
I loved my athletes. I loved my coaches while I was there. And I loved the school. But I also look back at just my mindset and how I thought about things through the process. And I just think I didn't have the right mindset. I also really believe, I I don't believe in soulmates when it comes to your college experience. I don't believe there's only one school that's going to be the perfect fit for you. I really believe most athletes could go to several different schools and be really happy. And I think that could have been true for me. I think there could have been lots of other schools where I still could have had a great experience. Not that I regret where I went, not that I have any hard feelings because I just, I love my alma mater. But I want to make sure that you guys have a better mindset than I did. That's why I do what I do. This is why I work with athletes so that they can make the most out of their recruiting experience and they can find the most options for themselves that are out there. So when I was 15 and I decided I wanted to play in college, I had the mindset that probably 99% of athletes out there have, which is that I wanted to play Division I. Why did I want to play Division I? Because that's what I saw when you turn on your TV and you watch any kind of volleyball that is on ESPN3, ESPN+, ESPNU, wherever you are able to watch college volleyball, what you see is the big Division I schools. When you hear about colleges, you hear about the big Division I schools. And there was definitely the culture in the club that I played for that if you didn't play Division One, you, you had somehow failed, which is just the worst. I, I rage against that culture because it's just the furthest thing from the truth. But nobody was sitting there telling me about how I could have thrived at other types of schools. So I've shared before my very first college visit that I went on when I was a sophomore in high school. Back then, you could go on visits at that point. I went to a school in the Mountain West. So it was a Division I school, pretty big school. Uh, around 40,000 undergrad. And I went on campus and I realized it was way bigger than I felt comfortable. I felt very small. I felt like I could hide and nobody would know and nobody would be none the wiser. Nobody would know who I was there. It's just how I felt. You know, every person is different. Every personality is different. What you're looking for in a school is different. But for me, that visit to a big school opened up my eyes that I was looking for a smaller school. Now, the school that I ended up attending, I went to Presbyterian College in South Carolina. They're the smallest Division I school in the country, and they're a part of the Big South Conference. So PC, at the time, I need to look up their current enrollment, but at the time I attended, they had around 1,200 undergrad which was smaller than my high school's graduating class. I went to school in Texas. We had big, big classes. But it was, it was 1,200. And if I'm really being honest with myself here, which I'm always going to be honest with you guys because I want you to learn from my mistakes and my mindset that I have grown from, 
But if I'm being really honest, if PC had emailed me and it was the exact same school, but they had the label of Division II, I might not have been interested. And that kind of elitist mindset, I mean, what does that tell you? It's the exact same school, but if it had a different label, I might not have gotten back to the coach or I might have just said, thanks, but no thanks, which kind of shows you where my mindset was at. But because it was Division One, I was willing to look at the school. I would get an email from a Division Two school and I remember looking at the name and being like, I don't know where this school is. I've never heard of the school before. And I remember scrolling down to the bottom of the email address or looking up the school and scrolling down to the bottom of the athletics page and seeing Division Two. And I remember being like, no, not interested. And oh boy, that was just a massive mistake that I made in my process that was where my research ended. When in reality, so I I played Division One volleyball. I, I was a decent player at the level that I played at. I made our all freshman team my freshman year. I, I was always in the top, you know, three to four on my team in kills. I I played right side, by the way, right side in a little bit of middle. I started my freshman year. I started every year that I was there and that was great. I definitely wanted to be somewhere where I was contributing on the court all four years. But here's the reality. I was I was an average player. At the end of the day, looking back at my college experience, yes, yes, I had talent. Yes, I was a good player, but at the level I was playing at, at my school, at my conference, I was I was an average player. Whereas if I had gone to a couple of the Division II schools that were trying to recruit me, I could have been an all-conference player. I could have been a pretty big impact player at that level. And I do think back to would I have been happier in that situation? Maybe, maybe not. Again, I don't regret where I went, but I think that that's something that I did not consider as a high school athlete. I always talk to my clients about that. It's not about where you can play. Okay, yeah, maybe size-wise and talent-wise, you could play Division One, But does that mean that's where you're going to be the happiest? Does that mean that's where you're going to be the most valuable to the school, to the program, to the coaches? Maybe. But maybe not. And you're not going to know that if you don't explore your other options. Don't just look at the label of a school and make assumptions. Now, again, I said the school that I attended, PC, had about 1,200 undergrad. There were lots of Division II schools who contacted me that were much bigger than that. I kind of had this idea in my mind that Division II schools were these tiny schools that People didn't want to attend, which, again, I'm sharing this so you guys can learn from me because I hear the words coming out of my mouth and I just get annoyed with my <laughs> my younger self. But that was my mindset. And my first college coaching job, I was the assistant coach at a Division II school. And this school, the facilities that they had were far, far superior to where I attended at the time. 
is that good? Is that bad? You make you make the call on that. I'm not going to tell you what you're looking for. But again, I had misconceptions. The Division II school that I coached at, they had state-of-the-art facilities. They had one of probably one of the nicest gyms in Division II. They had a brand new weight room facility that was just amazing and very functional and big. And the Division I school that I attended, the gym was about the size of my high school gym, which, you know, we could pack it with students and it made for a great environment. But again, what I thought in my mind when I thought about a Division II school, I had kind of all of these, I just had all of these assumptions in my mind that just weren't true. So here's what I want you to do. If you are in this boat of saying, I want to play Division I, I'm not going to look at another level. Or parents, if your athlete is in that spot, here is my challenge for you always. Never say, I'm only going to look at Division One. You don't know what a D2, a D3, an NAIA, a JUCO, you don't know what they have to offer you. A lot of junior colleges out there offer full tuition for their athletes. Full tuition, full scholarship. They could be offering an amazing culture fit. They could be offering great housing. They could be offering your major. They could be offering a team environment that is like a family where the coach is your biggest advocate and cheerleader. You need to look past the label. Labels at the end of the day are just that. They're just labels. And yes, if you want to play at the highest level possible, go for it. But again, another misconception, Division I does not always mean better. I know a lot of Division II schools that I coached against could have beat my Division I team that I played for. And a lot of the other Division I schools that we played against, it's not a gradient. It's not the best to the worst, where Division One is always the best, and then Division Two, and then Division Three, and then it doesn't work like that because a lot of athletes out there understand that they're going to school for the full college experience. So outside of volleyball, what the school has to offer, what the program has to offer, what the coaches have to offer, there is so much more that goes into it than just the labels. Make sure you look into multiple levels. Don't say no to a school just because of the division they're associated with. I, in my opinion, always have a conversation. If a school reaches out to you, hear what they have to say. It's it's no commitment to you to just hear what a coach has to say. And you never know what you could be turning down if you just say a blatant no right off the bat. So I hope this was helpful to you guys. There's a lot more that I could unpack here. Honestly, this is something I'm I'm just so passionate about because I want you guys to find the right fit. And we need to think about different things that are going to contribute to our college experience and make sure that we explore those thoroughly. Thank you so much again for tuning in. Next week, I have a very special guest I'm going to be bringing on to talk about scholarships and how scholarships work and how you can fund your college experience outside of athletic scholarships. 
because we hear about athletic scholarships, but you also need to understand the more scholarships you can find in other places, the more marketable you're going to be to coaches. Don't forget to check out my Get Recruited program that is kicking off a little less than two weeks from now. Remember, if you register before the end of the day on April 25th, you will also get a one-on-one consultation with me that is included in that. It has been a game changer for so many athletes out there, and I know it will be a game changer for you and your athlete. Make sure to send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter if you guys have any questions, and we will see you next week. Happy recruiting, guys. If you found today's episode helpful in any way, can you do me a favor? Can you share this episode with someone who's also going through the recruiting process? And if you can leave us a five-star review on Spotify or wherever else you stream your podcasts, that will just equip us to help as many athletes and their families as we possibly can. If you have any more recruiting questions or you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at How to Get Recruited or on YouTube at How to Get Recruited or on Twitter at HTG Recruited. Have a blessed day, guys, and as always, happy recruiting.